on an emerging generation of kings. And no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. He had not met Mary Mary with the shackles of my feet. Some of you are not old enough to know Mary Mary. It's only Miriam you know. (laughs) And the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. <laughs> and always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying out and cutting himself with stones when he saw Jesus from afar what did he do he ran and worshipped him and he cried out with a loud voice saying what have I to do with you Jesus son of the most high God Lord God it's a dramatic scene I implore you by God. Are you seeing that? (laughs) Unclean spirit. So the fact that somebody mentions the name of God does not mean they are clean. And the fact that somebody takes a posture of worship does not mean they are delivered. I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, come out of the man, unclean spirit. Then he asked him, what is your name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons in the man begged him saying, send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine fled and they told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that had happened. Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon possessed and had the legion. What was he doing now? Seating and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it had happened to him who had been demon possessed and about the swine. And they began to plead with him to depart from their region. And when he got into the boat, he who had been demon possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him and said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis. Decapolis means ten cities. Polis means cities. Deca is ten. Metropolis. Metro is mother or mater. Mother city. The city that births other cities like Lagos is a metropolis. Are we following? So Decapolis, ten cities. Jesus said go and proclaim in ten cities all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. I just want to encourage somebody who might feel like your mind is under attack. Your mind is under pressure and if you're in this generation trying to build anything significant for God or trying to even just walk in sanctification, holiness and righteousness, how many of you know that every day your mind is attacked by something? 
Oh, I need a bigger witness in the house. Oh, I'm going to talk about the man folk later. Is there any man here who was just trying to be a good man of God? And you got on Instagram and instantly there was a gram of seduction right in your face. Any woman, any man uh, who can be honest enough to say, I was just scrolling jelly, But all of a sudden, a part of my body began to behave like jelly. Uh, look at your neighbor say, the mind is under attack. Is there any lady here who's ever felt, oh my gosh, why is my face round like this? Why is my nose uh, three times the size of what it was when I was a teenager? How come I cannot even wear stilettos in peace because I'm going to fall? Why is this person's shape more shapely than my own? And why don't I have, yeah, somebody smiling as a witness coming now. Look at a lady, is a lady like that who's ever felt like that? My dimple is not as deep as my neighbor's dimple. My, my posterior my anterior uh, is not representing properly. Wave your hand if you've ever felt like that. Come on. Let the devil be ashamed this morning. Uh, tell that lady, say your mind has been under attack. Is there any any leader who has felt why are the people God gave me not as fast, as responsive, as responsible? Uh, come on now. Why are there people who don't get what I already conquered when I was a teenager? Is there any leader who's felt like that? Uh, raise your hand if you're honest. Uh, if you wish you had better tools and quote to work with, better fighters, better soldiers to work with. Is there any business person who wishes that your staff just got it right? And even though you are a woman of God, sometimes you want to use your tongue to paint pictures of condemnation. Come on, wave your hands. Say your mind is under attack. Is there anybody who at some point was beginning to feel maybe I'm actually binary or trinary. Maybe I'm a he uh, when you're actually a woman. Can I talk right now? Maybe I'm a she uh, because the Bible says I'm a sheep. So maybe I'm S-H-E. That devil is a liar. Somebody say the mind has been under attack. But shouts the Holy Ghost is up to the task. Before I teach, please observe that the man in our text, his mind was really what the enemy was trying to destroy. Because when the Bible says that he was uh, sane, when the Bible says that Jesus had, had delivered him, there were three things that the Bible says that happened to him. Number one, he was sitting. He was no longer restless. Number two, he was clothed. He was no longer naked. Number three, he was in his right mind. Right mind sanity. Why was the enemy attacking this guy? Because when he gets delivered, Jesus says, go to ten cities, Decapolis. So, the enemy wanted to stop the greatest evangelist that Jesus was going to raise in this day. Because the woman by the well was sent to only one city. Come on now. That was the city she came out of. But this man had a destiny that was going to influence ten cities. And therefore the enemy sent all the demons possible to invade him. I'm not talking about the man. I'm talking about somebody in here. The reason your mind is currently attacked is maybe there are ten cities connected to your destiny. And the enemy is like, if I can mess up your mind, you will never birth the divine dream. You will never write the book. You will never walk in power and purpose. Who exactly am I talking to? because I'm not sure the person is responding to what I'm saying. There is some
somebody your mind it looks like the enemy oh they are at the back maybe I'll move to the back shortly it looks like the mind has been under pressure contention complication those used to stand with you are now attacking you and trying to drag you maybe on social media could it be possible that like this madman of gatherings your destiny is not the size of a street it's not the size of a road it's not the size of an estate it's not even the size of your village that's why the village people were trying to keep you attacked and pulled down and under but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world I speak to your mind you are not going down and under you are not dying in depression you are not sinking in anxiety you are not failing and falling in forlornness your mind is retrieved from every entrainment and every encampment of the enemy please if you can afford to get out of your seat and look for two people who have some fire in their eyes or some expectation in their face and tell those two people your mind is being healed this morning Oh, some people are even too tired to stand uh, or too timid to stand. But if you can stand somewhere, look for somebody and tell them your mind is being healed this morning. Please be seated. Please understand something, Genesis chapter 2, the Bible says that God, he had formed man out of the dust of the earth. And after he formed man out of the dust of the earth, man was not fully man. Man was a form. So what did God do in verse 7? He breathed into man and then that man became a living soul or a living nephish. He became a living soul. There are two streams of theological uh, context around how many parts a human being has. So the people who believe in the dichotomy of man and the people who believe in the trichotomy of man. In our theological persuasion, it's more of a tri- Cotomy. Now, what does that mean? Die is two, try is three. So there are people who believe that man is not spirit, soul, and body, but that man is spirit and body. And that when God breathed spirit into body, he became a soul. Right? Right? Right. The people believe that. They became a living species, a living nephish after the Ruach came upon him. Uh, that Ruach activated his individuality. Now what they also believe is that the dimension that you call the soul is actually part of the spirit. Now in our theological persuasion, we believe that man is spirit, soul and body. And we have examples for that when you go to 1 Thessalonians 5 said that God may present to you to himself spirit, soul and body. Present you wholly to himself, spirit, soul and body. In Hebrews chapter 4, he says that the word of God is living and active and is pierces the divine asunder between bone and marrow. Joints, sorry, bone and marrow is soul and spirit, thoughts and intents of the heart. So the Bible makes a, a distinction between the soul and the spirit. Now listen, when God made man, that body couldn't move. That body couldn't carry itself. That body could not express itself until the breath of God came upon it. And the soul was activated. Now the soul is an invisible but real part of you that carries your mind. 
your mind, the frame from which you think, the basis for intellectual exchange. What allows you to process thought is not this body. For you to process a pinch, if somebody were to pinch you, for you to process a pinch, the body sends signals to the brain, which is the physical matter that carries a part of the mind. Your mind is not just reposed in this physical brain. Your mind is connected to your CNS, your skeletal system, your nerves. Are we following here now? Right? So for you to function on the earth, that soul must be active. The mind must be active. What it means is if somebody is spiritual, the person is anointed, the person is super gifted, the person prays in the spirit, but then the person's mind is broken or affected or deformed. There's not much the person can do in the physical realm because the mind has been affected. This is also why the greatest apostle according to what we know in the scripture, the documents of the scripture, he said, I will pray in my spirit and I will also pray what? In my understanding. Why? If I pray in my spirit alone, I am God conscious. I have revelation. But if I pray in my understanding, I have comprehension. And comprehension is necessary for application. If I have revelation but no comprehension, there can be no effective. Talk to me on the side application. So Paul says after I've prayed in the spirit, in fact it says that thank, I thank my God that I pray in tongues more than all of you. Seems quite arrogant but I mean the apostle must know what he's talking about. Right? I pray in tongues more than all of you. But it says that when you pray in tongues, especially in the teaching meeting, the gathering, not as a prayer language but when you have an utterance of tongues, that you should also pray that you are able to interpret. Why? He said because if you don't interpret what happens, your mind is unfruitful. Your mind is not productive. And when we look at the body of Christ today, it is clear that in many spaces the spirit is alive, the spirit is active, but many minds are not productive. Look at your neighbor say, God is healing your mind today. When the apostle Paul speaks to the church in Rome, he said, I beseech you, brethren, my mess of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice unto God, holy and acceptable unto him. Why? This is your? This is your? Reasonable. That means there's a dimension of worship that has to do with reason. Are you following? Faith is not an illogical frenzy. No, the Bible says that Abraham reasoned that God was able to raise the dead. So he didn't just offer up Isaac as an unreasonable act. When it was releasing Isaac, he calculated in his mind that the God that gave a child can raise him back again. This is the reason the enemy attacks your mind, particularly during worship. So that your tongue is singing but your heart is not. Okay, we'll talk now. Have you noticed when you want to worship personally or read the Bible, that's when all the notifications on social media start finding you. Oh yes. You're trying to be God's fire boy, but you're singing one 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 me one one. I find your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, I know you deal with that sometimes. Are we following this now? He says, and it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the 
Renewal of your mind. Which means if the mind is not renewed, the life is not transformed. Listen. Prayer releases the resources for transformation. But the mind processes the resources to deliver transformation. This is the reason you can have a prayer warrior who's not intelligent. Okay, we'll talk now. You can have someone who has great prophetic unction, but their life is not working. So they can give you direction of where to go, but their lives are going nowhere. Because the anointing upon them is to edify the body. But it's the intelligence within that God uses to move your life forward. The anointing breaks the yoke, but a renewed mind moves the life forward after the yoke is broken. So there are many people who are free, but they are freely stagnant. Freely immobilized. Freely frustrated. Freely. Are you seeing that now? Then when he writes to his godson Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 6, he said, Timothy the bull, because Timothy was young. Most historians put him at between 19 and 21 when he began to pastor a big church. Some people claim that the church had grown to about 20,000 people. Of course, you know, they were not meeting in one congregation, but they were doing meeting in house churches. But he was the overseer, bishop of Ephesus, and they said there were over 20,000 people. Now, these were first generation believers who were steeped in idolatry and immorality and all kinds of naughtiness. And so it was easy for him to to be intimidated and Paul says God has not given you the spirit of fear but of power of love and of a sound mind we'll talk about the later maybe in the service or in the second service sound mind a mind that is under the government of God and a mind that can disseminate the intelligence of God on the earth as God does it in heaven so he said God does not give you spirit of love power of sound but God does give you spirit of fear but of love power and of a sound mind now these are three things that every believer will need in their lives you're going to need power because without power nothing changes without power darkness remains darkness without power broken bodies cannot move without power there's no breaking of any yoke or any chain without power even your your redemption is incomplete how do we know that we know that the Christ was resurrected by the power of God is this if the spirit that raised Christ dwells in you he also will raise up mortalize your or rather immortalize your mortal body raise up your mortal bodies so power is essential are we agreed on that do we agree on that love we know that as well for God so loved the world give his only begotten son to become the sons that whosoever believes in him may become should not perish but have everlasting life. It's as many as believe in him, he gave the power to become the sons of God. So by the love administration of God, he redeemed us, rescued us. It says that we're dead in our trespasses, but God who's rich in mercy, because of his grace, uh, his great love, he redeemed us. So we know love. So the church, we have danced around the love of God. I love God, God loves me, I love me, I love people around me. We've danced around that. There are teachings on love. There are experiences we've had of love. How about power? I mean, Africa, capital city, headquarters of power displays. Isn't that so? I mean, like now we've actually gone digital. Glory to God. Like before, people gathered in large queues, physically traveled, but now online, the power 
power, the collective energy generated in Nigeria alone every morning, five days a week. That power can change the whole world. Because the power of revelation, unction, the grace of God, the individual charismata that God has placed on those men of God and then the spirit of agreement. That power is potent to change the whole world. However, what is missing is sound mind. Because sound mind is what converts invisible power into visible transformation. If you're going to clap, clap with your sound mind. Don't despise the power of God. It is, it is important. But the power of God needs a bridge in the earth. Listen. God made you as a spirit being boy. gave you a body. So for you to spend the rest of your life just thinking spiritually. Without understanding the process of galvanizing spiritual energy into the earth realm. Is you having billions and billions and billions of naira in your account. But you have no ATM card. You have no check. You have no instrument of withdrawal. The mind is the instrument of participation in the invisible realm. That's why even your spirituality, look at what it says. It says to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded. So whether you are spiritual or carnal, one thing both have in common is the mind. Oh, come on now. <laughs> you will not become what God wants you to do, become without your mind. Guess what? You will not become what the devil wants you to become without your mind. Walk with me. This is the reason after, you know, Paul speaks about the redemption. Romans, he speaks about it. He speaks about depravity. We'll look at that shortly in Romans chapter 1. And then he fathers, uh, uh, goes in Romans chapter 2 and he speaks about the redemptive plan of God. In chapter 3, he speaks about the power of sin and how it leads to death. And when you go to chapter 4, he's speaking about the eternal reign and redemption promised to those who are believers. Chapter 5, it continues that. In chapter 6, he speaks about the wages of death and sin. 7 to 8, he speaks about the struggle of the spirit and the flesh, the things I want to do and things I don't want to do. Chapter 9, he speaks about the government of God and the election of God. Right. Chapter 10, it speaks about civil responsibilities and duties. And chapter 11 continues with that as well. In chapter 12, it says, see, all these things I've said to you, it will not work if your mind is not renewed. And so many believers camp in Romans chapter 6. That's halfway through 12. No wonder we know how to organize great services. Okay, we'll talk now. Do you know the most organized organization in Nigeria is the church? I hope you are aware. <laughs> can rally troops like this. But because our minds have not been trained to look at the government of God. And say as it is in heaven. Now someone's going to go like, but well, God is spirit. Oh yes, God is spirit. But did you read what the Bible says? It says, nobody knows the mind of a person except the spirit that be in him. Which means that God whose spirit has a mind. He thinks, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of good and not of evil to bring you to an so thoughts are instruments of transportation. 
thoughts take you places. Thoughts can take you out of places. Oh, come on now. Okay, can I preach a little bit? Have you ever been in a service but you are actually in your kitchen? Thinking about the egg you fried in the morning. Okay, we're talking now. Have you come on, be honest, don't raise your hand. Where somebody was worshiping, and instead of desiring God, you were desiring Him. Lord, let him be single. Let him be single. I'm single. He's single. We can be a double. I'm single. He's single. We can be an album, an EP. Extraordinary pair. Look at your neighbor. Say neighbor. Say, I know you deal with some mind stuff. I know you deal with some mind stuff. So because the mind, write this down, the mind is the breach. The mind is the breach. So, you live in Lagos, you're used to bridges. Right? What's the most popular bridge in Lagos? Africa, actually. Third, mainland bridge. Which means there were other bridges. The third mainland bridge. He bridges where to where? Mainland to island, island to mainland. Which means that if you want to move things from the mainland to the island, from the mainland of possibilities to the Victoria Island of actuality, <laughs> can we talk? If you want to do that, what are you going to do? You load what you want to move and then you drive it on the bridge. Are we following? When God wants to move things into your life, he loads your spirit with it. But you need to drive it through your mind. The traffic is not at the God end of things. The traffic is on the bridge of your mind. Oh, can we talk now? Are you aware that from Bagada to Lekiwan, you can do it in 20 minutes? In 15 minutes. Oh, is that Tombs? Oh, trust Tombs. You can kill it in 12. <laughs> By the way, I saw to people when I was praying last night, earlier as of this morning, I saw to people in my spirit and they showed up today after a while, celebrate Tombs and Kosi for us. Come on, let them know that you've missed them. Can you hug somebody? I can't see nobody hugging nobody. So you can, look at that now. Walk with me. You can move from Anthony or Anthony. <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> you want to enter bus? I'm going to Anthony. Anthony. Uh. You lose Anthony. You got to. Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> You'll be there for a while. <laughs> so it can take you about 15 minutes. But how many of you know that it depends on the time of the day? If the mind is clear, I can move faster. Do you see why the devil is trying to clutter your mind? Bombard your mind. Intimidate your mind. Put junk in your mind. Because junk causes delays. Trash causes traffic. Oh, I'm preaching better than you're looking. 
wants to bombard your mind. How does he bombard your mind? He introduces a thought that God did not plant there. Why? Because the mind is a womb. It multiplies the seed you put in it. <laughs> Incubate. Incubation. He turns a dot into a cube. Invisible into material. Just like the womb of a woman is going to take the seed of a husband. Husband? Somebody say it's the seed of your husband. Look at a woman. Say it's the seed of your husband. Say so don't go around collecting seeds. Stop collecting seeds. Oh, can I? Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on. Tell a sister right now. Say, stop collecting seeds. And look at a man. This gentleman is wondering what seeds are. Look at a man. Say, stop sowing seeds. And don't be moved by their faces. Some people are looking straight at them. They give seed pass. <laughs> that year, that year. If any man be in Christ... He's a what? <laughs> you know, do you know that struggle of the flesh is actually a struggle of the mind? This struggle. Is str no, I don't have it too. Says <laughs> pastor trying to tell us something. Trying to tell you the word of God. But we've struggled in different areas at different times. Guess what? The expression of the body could be different, but all the struggles are struggles of the mind. So I Paul said the things I want to do, I'm not able to do. But that which I did not want to do, I find myself doing. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of sin. That body of sin, he's not just speaking about this fleshly body. He's saying a body of thought, a mindset, a body of death. Now, once that body of death, the picture is from the Roman Empire. When they wanted to kill people, the Romans were very skillful at taking people out in different ways. They had all kinds of methods. One of their methods was, if they really wanted to punish somebody, they would get a dead body. They would kill somebody, get that dead body, tie that dead body to the living body. And tell the living body to walk around town until the body, the dead body, rots and begins to eat into its own skin. And until he dies of infections and exhaustion. That is the body of death Paul is talking about. That the enemy takes the mindset of the old man. And he attaches it to the living body of the believer. That even though your spirit is saved and if you die you will go to heaven. Your earthly experience will be a liability to the kingdom. Because you are not going by the truth. You are going by the lie. And that makes you a liability. So you wonder why the enemy is attacking this generation so much in the mind because this is the generation that's supposed to bring the culmination of all the spiritual mantles and graces and anointings and possibilities. But if the bridge is blocked, the oil is not going to flow. Are we here now? And the devil knew that the mind was very important. So earlier on, the moment God gave man dominion, he said, I'm going to attack his mind. Because your dominion will be audio dominion without a renewed mind. It's will be dominion on paper. You'll be a prophecy collector. Loma in the spirit. Are you seen? So what does he do to attack the first home, the first marriage? 
He comes and he speaks to the woman. Why does he speak to the woman and not the man? You see, the woman, number one, he has, she has an ability to multiply stuff. This is the reason if you want news to travel, give it to women. Oh, can I talk right now? When we speak about media, instruments of communication, we usually say radio, television, which should include women. Oh, can I talk now? The women were the ones that almost put David in trouble. They said, Saul has killed his thousands and David has killed his tens of thousands. Why? Because the woman does not just only have a womb to multiply, she has a mind that exaggerates. She has a mind that amplifies. She has a mind that blows things up. Oh, can I talk? It is not a bad thing. It is part of God's strategy to help the man multiply the grace of God upon his life. When it's used well, oh yeah. Oh, when it's used well, your wife is going to turn your empty house into a well-decorated place. As far as I'm concerned, I love beautiful spaces. I love big, large spaces. So I try to invest in that. But as, much as, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, if we have one couch, it's not just me and you. Let's sit on one couch. We have one TV. We don't even watch it like that, but it's there. Uh, why do we need a microwave again? Why, why? Why do we need me, functional? Why do we need a dining table again? Why didn't the mirror, you mirror me already? that's me my wife will be like PDMs when are we going to buy the mirror when are we going to get the marble dining, uh, dining table you know why she's in my life to multiply every good thing in my life so that I don't just stay on what is great I move on to excellent that's why it's said an excellent wife is a crown so your brain is intelligent, but you look better with a crown on your head. <laughs> Can I talk right now? High five your neighbor. Say, get a crown on your head. If the person is a single man, single as a Pringle. Look at your neighbor. Say, even Pringles that are single taste better with some cream and pepper. Say, get a crown on your head. Anybody blessed already? <laughs> so the enemy understands. Watch it, my time. The enemy understands that if I can attack the mind, this dominion will not spread. Listen, your spirit has dominion, but your mind will limit its expression. Your spirit has been given dominion. Romans 5 verse 17. He says that those who have received the gift of righteousness, they will reign in life. Your spirit has been licensed to rule. But your mind places the limits on how far that rulership will be expressed. <laughs> so... The writer of Ecclesiastes says, I've seen an evil thing under the sun. He said, I've seen kings, they are walking. And slaves are riding on horses. Look at somebody say, not me, not me, not me. He attacks the mind of the woman and said, did God really say? And I've explained to you before, women are very spiritual beings. And when I say spiritual, every human being is a spiritual being. But it's a dimension of the soul of the woman that seems somewhat a bit more open to spiritual exploration. 
That's why in many ministries across the world, you have more women than men. Many ministries across the world. They respond more to either the positive or the negative supernatural. Even the negative supernatural, we're talking about witches than wizards. In a so. Now, I asked somebody the other day, if you don't practice witchcraft, which craft do you practice? Because <laughs> it's sort of like crafty, right? And you notice that even in arts and crafts, a woman can spin thread into fabric. She can tie and dye. She can also tie and dye your destiny. And she can beautify, she can nullify. Oh, all the women, can I, can I tell? Listen, when Jesus gives us the picture of perversion and it gives us the imagery of the fallen systems of the world, he does not call that person a man. He says, mystery Babylon and says, she. Why is the enemy going to engage the female dimension of man? Because he knows he can multiply faster. Are we getting this now? Does it make the women or the woman worse? I'm just trying to show you context. Now, because the enemy has hijacked that potential, we vilify and criticize women for that. Where's a God-given mechanism to advance his glory? Are we here? Jesus could have just appeared on earth, but he was born of a woman. You get why? Yeah, listen, let me show you the biggest one. When God speaks about the church, is a bride. The woman, that shows you that God is not a homosexual. Now woman, he married. Can I talk about that? By the way, we'll talk about, I, I'm going to do a series by God's grace either later this year or early next year on LGBTQ IOU bracket raised to power seven plus X minus J factor factorial. It's a real struggle. You know why? It's not going to end. Freedom to marry lizards coming soon. Still loading. Mar Have you seen people saying things like, I don't feel like I'm a human being, I feel like I'm a, an animal, I feel like I'm a cat. I'm going to show a video in about five or so minutes. Help me. So when man falls, watch this now, Israel, are you here? When man falls, we just think that what happened was that man lost dominion. It was not just that. What also happened was that when man fell, everything fell. Including his mind. See, you are not scratching 1% of your potential. How do I know? Please help me search. When we did a series sometime last year or two years ago, I showed you the number of species of fish that are alive. Find it for me, please. I think 30 million or something. Uh, something like that. Listen, one man named all the animals. One man named fish. How did he go into the marine kingdom? Because the divine nature needs no passport to travel between realms. So Adam, you know that supervision the superman has with fire in his eyes? It may not have been fire in Adam's eyes, but Adam could see through walls. 
So what you call the word of knowledge right now is actually a provision in the new kingdom that God is giving you as a gift in this realm. Man was created to see clearly because he was seeing God and when he was seeing God, he was seeing just as God saw. That man, he didn't just have authority over the lion, he named the lion. He named the turtle. Now, some of us, we can't keep more than 200 names in our phone book, in our heads. We'll start, see, by the time you get to number 200, you start naming monkey, lion too. You see, you run out of names. But Adam was so intelligent. I don't know who I'm speaking to. Your intelligence is coming back. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. The manifestation of the divine life on the inside of you is about to travel in a different way. You are about to be more powerfully aligned and tuned intellectually and mentally than ever before. Listen, memory loss is being healed right now. Forgetfulness is being fixed right now. Don't say, I don't know what happens to me, I forget. Now that you've identified, superimpose the mind of Christ on that mind. And say, I have the mind of Christ. Listen, if your mind was enough the way it was, Paul won't say renew it. In other words, what do you renew in this life? Passports. Your mind is a passport that needs renewal. Otherwise, you can't travel out. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your mind is a license that needs renewal. Otherwise, you can't drive. You'll be arrested. Your mind is DSTV subscription. Otherwise, you can't watch the pictures of the future to come. God didn't just promise Abraham. He walked on his mind. Say, Abraham, come out. Look at the stars. I need to engage you on a mind expansion experience so that you can birth what I've ordained for you. Listen, there are minds here that are too small for the destiny God has promised. That's why God is going to bring you to a teaching series like this where Dr. Jesus begins to remove the tumors in your mind. You've seen some of those series before where somebody's acting irrational, acting out of character and they think maybe the person is cheating. But what's actually happening is a dimension of the brain that is being pressed and oppressed by a tumor that's causing them to be dysfunctional and making irrational decisions. I come today to announce to you that Dr. Jesus is in the house. He's using more than a scalpel. He's using more than a knife. He's using the radiating light of his glory. He's going to move into those areas that have been marred and mangled and broken and twisted and worked on and damaged and he's fixing your mind right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody throw up your hands and say my mind is healed in the name of Jesus. Say it again. Say, my mind is healed in the name of Jesus. Celebrate God with a clap. So man fell. What was the manifestation of the fall? The Bible says that when God, the voice of God, I can't teach that now, was walking in the cool of the evening. <laughs> I've taught you that God wanted your life to be easy. Many people don't believe that. God created ease for man. But man said, eh, eh? Why is life too easy? I want, I want problems. You see? So till today, many believers still like complicated process. You want deliverance. Drink oil. Carry stone. Swallow candle. Lie down. Shout hallelujah 77 times. Stood down. 
God loves subjugation. He said, just believe. Are you here? Just believe. Just believe. Just believe. Are we following what I'm saying? Now, I'm not trying to tamper with anybody's faith and anybody's this or that. And I know that there was once that Jesus spat on the floor and he mixed the mud and placed it on somebody's face. But it didn't turn to a doctrine. That every time I want to hear people spit on the floor. Are you seeing that? So once there might be few and far between prophetic instructions, your healing is not connected to you drinking oil. So I must carry white handkerchief. <laughs> Look at anybody say, just believe. Just believe. Are we following this? Now look at that scripture, given that scripture media. It says that God was walking in the cool of the evening. What happened? Man, Adam was afraid. Genesis 3 from 4 to 14. I didn't have time to read it. But then God said, Adam, Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? And what did Adam say? Do you remember that? What did Adam say? I heard your voice and what happened? I was afraid because I was naked. What did I do? What did God say in verse 11? See that? Follow that. What did he say? Who? introduced this thought in your head who played games with your mind to tell you you were naked because Adam even though you had no clothes right now oh my god unaki mane kubaya by the evolution of your life, what I gave you as clothes right now is my glory. Are you following this? Listen, how do I know? Because even in redemption, what covers the weaknesses of the believer is the glory of God. For all men have seen and come short of the when man fell, he dropped out of the clothes of God. <laughs> you know, we remove our clothes. Adam didn't remove the clothes of God. He removed himself from the clothes of God. Because he fell. This is the reason Paul keeps teaching. Put off the old man with his deeds and put on the Lord Jesus Christ because Jesus is a garment that's why I come in the name of Jesus <laughs> did somebody just hear what I said so when I come in the name of Jesus, I'm wearing the clothes of Jesus on the nature of Jesus. The spiritual realm don't respond to Damilola. They respond to if any man be in Christ. 
if Lola Day be in Christ, if Biba be in Christ, if David and Chidima be in Christ, if Temi be in Christ, if Mayawaka Sally be in Christ, if Ayo, if Iman Chris be in Christ, he is a all things have passed away and all things have become new. If there's anybody in Christ, can you shout hallelujah unto God? Trying to land. He said, who told you? Who introduced this new concept to your brain? That you are naked. Who has twisted your thinking? Who told you that your difference is a disadvantage? Who told you that your body must look like Kim Kardashian's body, which changes every two years by choice and by life? Listen, God taught me a lesson many years ago. He said, be careful who you are trying to look like because the person might be trying not to look like themselves again. So I learned authenticity early enough. Are you following this now? Because many of us are copying things that are redundant in the spirit. Or copying things that the people we're copying from are trying hard to break out of. He said, who has put this cloth on you? Give me, give me the text. I love people seeing the text. He said, have you eaten the fruit that I commanded you? Now, what did the devil say? He said, did God really say that? He said, it's because God knows that in the day that you eat of it, you will be as wise as is. That's a mind game. In other words, you are missing out. Do you know the greatest disadvantage of the fall? The greatest manifestation of that. What Adam said, he said in verse 11, I was afraid. Fear. At the root of every mind issue is fear. Shame is fear that I will no longer be as accepted as I was before this happened. Depression is fear that I don't have enough for the future. Anxiety is fear that I'm not ready for what's coming. Worry is fear that there will be less supply than what I have right now. Pride is fear that somebody will take me for granted. Wickedness is fear that the other person is a threat and is going to get something that I don't have. Envy is fear that I'm behind in life. Jealousy is fear that what God has done for somebody he will run out of resources to do for me. Fear. He uses that fear to control people's minds. We were having a family prayer meeting last night and my brother-in-law was leading prayers and he said that one out of every four to five people in Canada is using an antidepressant or engage in some kind of mind therapy or mind repair engagement, natural stuff. One out of five, that's 20%. Including five and six years old. Now on medication, which is a form of witchcraft, pharmacia. I can't go into that now. Sorcery. What is that? Because every time you introduce synthetic drugs into the body that God has made, it begins to re-sculpt the body's ability to fight for itself without the introduction of external substance. This is also the root for drug abuse. 
and every kind of addiction, including food addiction. Because now I allow my mood to be dictated by my food. Maybe that's why people end up being like Mahmood and the regulations. <laughs> I need to learn. I heard your voice in the garden and I was one. Isn't that what many believers still struggle with? Why many people are not eager to hear God concerning their life partner? Because they are afraid is not the kind of person they will like. Can we talk? I don't want to marry a pastor. I don't want to marry a They play. He's not the pastor now, but seven years into your marriage. He hears the voice of the Lord, my son. Are you seeing? It's the same reason during offering time, people want to give what they want to give and they don't want to hear the voice of God because they think the voice of God will bring fear. What if God just said, I should give 100k now? Ah! Okay, on top of 100k. Afraid? I was saying this. I was afraid. And what did I do? I heed. This is what mental challenges happen when you're not, or, or causes, when you're not feeling like yourself. Isn't it not true that you hide? Yeah. Under a blanket? Yeah. Under a pillow? In a song? In a club? In a body? You are my hiding place. They're singing it to man. You always fill my heart with songs. Come on. Come off it. Or come off him or her. Are we here? We hide. So that fear is at the root of it. Give us Hebrews chapter 2 from verse 14. I'm going to close with this fear issue in this service because there are different kinds of minds. I'll continue in the second service. Second service, I'm preaching out of the island church, but that's going to be projected here. And Minister Moses will also be ministering out of the island church in the second service. He's ministering in, in this service for about 15 minutes. Don't be afraid. Like, ah! See, in as much then as the children, what have they do, done? Partaking of flesh and blood is not speaking about cannibalism. Like they ate flesh and blood. It's saying they have flesh and blood. Their body is made of flesh and blood. He himself likewise shared in the same. That through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. Verse 15. And release those who through the fear of death where all their lifetime subject to now this fear of death most people think let's say Uche is not death in the name of Jesus no let's, let's speak no the speaker must not die let's say Uche is he's <laughs> like let's say this is death right <laughs> the by the way, you might be surprised that the spiritual form of certain things are ridiculous. 
Death might be a dark stone in the spirit. Might just be a stone that emits gases. Oman Sogo farts a lot. All right. <laughs> collect your death. <laughs> Don't collect it. <laughs> Let's say this is death. Most of us think that this, what the scripture is saying is that I'm afraid of death. Or I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Because it says that release those who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Now that fear of death is not I'm afraid of death. That's not what it means here. What it means here is I am afraid because I died. I'm afraid because I'm spiritually dead. Just like Adam became afraid after he sinned. The sin was when he died. Jesus said in the day that you sin, you shall surely die. After he died and God called, he said I was afraid. So the fear of death here is before Adam sinned, he was not afraid of anything. Not afraid of lions, not afraid of falling, not afraid of sinking or drowning. But the moment he sinned, he became afraid. So the fear of death here is the fear that death produced. Somebody's still not getting there. Do you get it? The fear of death. Like saying Dami of Nigeria. Actually, Dami of God, Dami of the Most High. Here's the deal. Spiritual death produces earthly fear. Earthly fear robs us of the manifestation of spiritual life. And earthly fear leads to physical death. So death in the spirit produces fear on earth. Fear on earth leads to death on earth. A cycle. So the fear of death then produces the death from fear. So every mental challenge is rooted in fear. Are you here? In our text, let me touch on it before I bring the minister. In our text, see what happens here. The Bible says, give me Mark chapter 5, that Jesus was crossing over to the other side. By the way, when we read Mark, Mark chapter 4, the word says that there was a storm. There was a storm on the sea, which means that the enemy already knew that if Jesus got into the new territory, that man was going to be free. So he raised a storm on the sea. They manipulated the weather because spiritual forces, even fallen ones, still have, some of them still have some expressions of dominion over some element, elements. I've taught you that angels and demons, right? They can still manipulate some matter. Otherwise, Jesus would never have rebuked the winds and the waves. Because if they came from God, him rebuking, that would be him speaking against God. Are you following that? Okay. When it says pray, say, oh, Father what's in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. If the kingdom was naturally done on earth, you would not need to pray for it. So prayer becomes a divine template or license to manifest the kingdom, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. He got to the other side of the sea. Look at what the word says. He said that there was a madman. This man, he came to him. Walk with me, media. He came to him and he worshipped him. 
He worshipped him and Jesus engages the man. He said this man, he had an unclean spirit. Somebody say unclean spirit. And the man was afraid. He said, have you come to deal with us? Why? Because fear is a manifestation of what? Death. Something had died in this man. And it was leaving afraid. Listen, if you are constantly afraid, afraid of the future, afraid of life, afraid of tomorrow, afraid that your secrets work against you, it means that you've not allowed the love of God to perform the spiritual surgery upon your heart because the Bible says perfect love casts out all fear this man was not only afraid the bible says that he was causing trouble he was killing he was cutting he became so destructive that he was cutting himself because don't forget spiritual death will produce fear and fear will produce walk with me death will produce fear will produce so he was killing himself by installments <laughs> destroyed himself by making unwise decisions like many believers still do where they hurt themselves with what stones what did God say stones should be used for in the Bible there are many things but there are two major things number one stones were supposed to be used as altars to build altars of worship number two stones were used to circumcise flints circumcision, sanctification, consecration. Come on now. <laughs> Number three, Jesus said, if these people that don't praise me, I will raise up. So the stones that were supposed to be used for worship, for consecration, and for praise, he was using stones to destroy himself. A believer can use worship to hurt the body of Christ. Can we talk now? Help me so I can close. In other words, what we ought to use to build the body of Christ, we're using to compete, to hurt, to cut, to game, to play mind games. That is a sign that an unclean spirit is in operation. When you use instruments that are supposed to be used to build altars, when you use, come on, can I talk now? When you use a message to intentionally destroy somebody, or a posture or position in church. Can I talk right now? Look at your neighbor say it looks like it's talking about you right now because of the way you're looking. I want to preach. Help me preach. High five your neighbor say it looks like it's talking about you now. If that person didn't look at you back, look at somebody else say it looks like pastor is talking about you now. Tell your neighbor say he's not talking about you. An unclean spirit will change instruments of praise and worship and consecration for self-destruction. Destruction. So Jesus said to him, what is your name? And is asking in this particular context because he wants to label that thing so he can separate that thing from this man. He says, we are legion for we are many. Listen, one of the major attempts or approaches of the devil to overwhelm a believer is to make him feel like there are too many things happening for him to label them. Yeah. He introduces overwhelm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> legion. 
I have bills to pay. I have reports to submit. I have a presentation to work and I have a proposal to issue. I have a staff to govern or administer. I have a ministry to build. The enemy makes you feel like you're overwhelmed. But the Bible says not looking at the bills, not looking at the problems, not looking at the circumstances, but looking onto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. When I'm looking at Jesus, I'm looking at my faith sponsor. I'm drawing energy from the spirit. I'm drawing grace from the inner man. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? He said, what is your name? Somebody shout, what is your name? So we are legion for we are many. In the Roman army, a legion is anywhere between 3,000 to 6,000. However, don't forget, the Bible says, he says, we are legion. He didn't say, what are your names? He said, what is your name? So it's usually one unclean spirit that invites others. The enemy can use a moment of vulnerability in your life to turn your life into an Airbnb if you are not saved. Somebody say, I'm not a hostel for the enemy. I'm a house of God. Usually one unclean spirit. So listen, many people are struggling with their sexuality in the LGBTQ community. It was one moment of abuse or confusion or assault or manipulation. It was one moment that brought a legion of issues. One moment. And Jesus said to him, the Bible says that he was cutting himself, hurting himself. Why? When the mind is hijacked, you will use your, even your gifts against yourself. Long story short, Jesus cast out the spirit. And this is where I'm going. He says that they came back and they saw this man. Number one, he was. Number two, he was. Number three. Have you noticed how many people in this generation cannot just sit? Oh, can, can we talk? Restlessness. Restlessness. Something must always be happening. And what is happening many times is distraction from the reality and the responsibility of their lives. Oh, come on, somebody talked. Play games for hours to distract themselves from what they need to fix. Watch porn to distract themselves from what they need to fix. Play the lottery. Watch Netflix. Eat out. So some people don't invest in their minds, but they travel to places that don't need them or notice them. Your presence is not celebrated. Your absence is not missed. But you save up for years to go there. To distract your body from your mind expansion program. If the reward for anything you're doing are the likes you get on social media, your priorities are misplaced. Number two, do you see how many people are naked in this generation? Are you, is somebody falling? Naked in this generation. Number three, do you notice how many people are obviously not in their right minds? Just read the comment section of almost any post. And you are, you are bound to find a relative of this guy. 
And then if you want to go to some blog pages, something might get blocked. But the Bible says that he was seated. Give me those 10, 10 things. I'm not preaching that. just want to show you. He was seated in his right mind. Thank you very much for this. Thank you so much. See that? I'll start from here in the second service. My time is fast spent. All those things, they are rooted in what? Fear. Anxiety disorders. Bipolar disorders. Depression. By the way, I told you about my book, I'm Not Alone. Some of you got it last week. If you don't have that book, please buy it. You will need either now, or maybe you did it last year and you didn't know, or you did it in the future. I'm Not Alone. Buy the book. But more than buying it, read it. It deals with many of those things. I was thinking I was going to share my testimony in this service, but maybe in the second service. But how the enemy almost damaged my mind. I, I could see my mind going like this. But if you can see your mind going, that means your mind is not going. Because to see your mind, you need your mind. You know when somebody has lost their minds, you can't remind them. Because there's no mind to re. Oh, remind it. I'm telling you, true story. I could see my mind living. And imagine, you wouldn't be here if that happened. The year was 2008. But it feels real because every year is a testimony about how much God has brought out of that mind that the enemy wanted to destroy. Maybe seven, I think seven actually. Beyonce, <laughs> because I was in the right mind to see her in 2008. That's right. But I was going to lose my mind. And I could see the process. And that's why I'm so particular about helping people develop their minds. All this are rooted. Substance abuse, eating disorders, OCD. All of them in fear. But in one encounter of freedom. By the Holy Ghost, that unclean spirit, boom, was sent out. To let you know how defiled those spirits were. Because the Bible calls them an unclean spirit. You know what they ask for? Pigs. What are pigs? The stinkiest animals in the region. Why? The spirit you carry will determine the physical realities you attract. Every spirit has a desired material manifestation. This is the reason disorder and glory, they don't work together. Disorganization and progress, they are not compatible elements. That's why in calling down fire, he said build the altar first because order precedes glory. <laughs> Let me give you a couple of things that you need to do. When you get home today, look at the areas of your life that look disorganized. I promise you, your slowest growth are in the areas where there's disorder. What causes traffic in Lagos most of the time? People are disorderly. And disorder causes delay. Impatience does not guarantee speed. It guarantees frustration. 
Let's watch a video, then I'll say a prayer and our minister will come for 15 minutes. Do you have the video? I think some of you might have stumbled on it. It's just about four or five minutes, but it's a very powerful and timely video. And I love what the woman did. Can you show us the video? We've had like 40 something minutes. All right. Give, give us. <laughs> please increase the volume. Please, please stop it. Increase the volume. Take it back. All right, all right, I'm sorry. Let's start again. Please be quiet and let's start again. Go for it. You get the message? I like what she said about truth 
over imagination. Let me use a teachable moment. When Israel came with the notes, when it came with the notes, you know what I thought? I thought it came with time. I'm like, why are you sending me time? I already said I'm closing. In my mind, I thought it was talking about the time, but the notes spoke about the reminder for the video. How many times have we drawn wrong conclusions about God? Because we thought him waking us up, waking us up to pray was a disadvantage to our comfort. Not knowing that one sleepless night of prayer will save many hours of hospital vigils. Are you getting the point? The enemy tries to use the mind against you. You see one tiny boy who say, ah, cancer. Scorpio, Leo, Virgo. Right? You see your, your girlfriend shaking hands with a girl. Ah, they've been sleeping together. Because the mind can expand things. And because the enemy knows that, he will consistently push things in the area of your vulnerability and agitation so that he can torment you over what is not real. Listen, when the Bible says the devil is the father of lies, it doesn't just mean he tells lies. He creates scenario around the truth to convince you that that scenario is the truth. Do we get it? But I proclaim over this house in the name of Jesus. In the same way, this man was delivered. No unclean spirit will pitch a tent around your life. I take authority in the name of Jesus. Over every unclean spirit in your space, in your family, in your house. I rebuke such be gone in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every strange manipulative thought that has pitched a tent in your subconscious mind. Through a movie that you saw, through a magazine, magazine that you read, through a school that you went to, through a text message, a doctor's diagnosis, through a report from the children's school, I come against the works of the wicked. I assault the assaulter. I trouble the troublemakers and I bind and cast every evil spirit into the dry places of the earth in the name of Jesus. For everyone with OCD, ADHD, schizophrenia, insomnia, anorexia, mind games, flashes into the past. We take authority by the finished work of Jesus. We apply the fragrance of God's favor. Over your mind, over your head space. The body of Tovrina Kabbalah. Onekobria Taniba Sakalabaya. Odiva Shupreni Matania Somle Kataba Ropuke Prisanibatala. I proclaim concerning you. For those who have oppressive thoughts, suicidal thoughts, because what the spirit of fear does is that it begins to import all kinds of ideas. Everybody with a suicidal thought, where you have said, maybe I should end my life, take my life. Listen, baby girl, you're not going anywhere. 
I pull you back from the, from the edge of death. I bring you back from the chasm of destruction. Every self-destructive behavior, when you keep finding yourself in the bed of fornication, when you know it's bad for you, you keep going back to the club, you keep going back to the dark places, I pull you out in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every strange spirit. He that the sun set free is free indeed. You are free indeed. Pornographic addictions, immorality, patterns of, of subjugation. I break today in the name of Jesus. Sweet Holy Spirit, bathe every mind. Bathe every mind. Bathe every mind. Bathe every mind here in the name of Jesus. For those whose minds are weary, too tired to even think, I give you strength. You are strengthened with might in the inner man. For those whose minds are cluttered like the bridge, where traffic will begin to fix, arrange, sort, filter, structure, weed in the name of Jesus. We give unto you dominion and power. Rulership in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy God. Every member of this house, you will sit on your throne. You will be clothed in dignity. And you will be in your right mind. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Somebody shout a loud amen. Can you make it louder? Can you make it louder? Can you make it louder? is rising on an emerging generation of kings to join this growing community of kings visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566 one more thing someone you know needs this kindly share this now